So we continue today with our series on simple discipleship learning from the parables of Jesus, how to be uh, disciples of the Master. And I'm sorry today we don't have the worksheets. I didn't have enough time. And so you'll have to uh, just listen and put into practice and then you can listen to it again on the website. So today we come to the topic of sobriety and how important it is as simple uh, as disciples of Christ learn this simple teaching from him, how to be uh, sober in our lives, that part of following Christ is following his teaching on, on sobriety. So the, the message for today and the teaching for today is that the Lord wants you to be intoxicated. That's the teaching for today. <laughs> he doesn't want you sober, but intoxicated. And um, before you leave and take the wrong idea, you know, from the, the teaching tonight, uh, the German poet that I like very much, uh, Get, he said, youthfulness is intoxication without wine. Think about that for a moment. Youthfulness is intoxication without wine. So you are called to be excited and passionate and joyful and friendly without need of wine and beer or whiskey and other, <laughs> other things. This is what we call the sober intoxication of the spirit. The sober intoxication of the spirit. That kind of intoxication that led the people of Israel in Acts chapter 2 to think that the apostles were drunk. Because they had received the Holy Spirit. And so Peter, he's the first one to, to speak and to explain. And he says, no, these men are not drunk. It's only nine in the morning. <laughs> Which, of course, wouldn't be an argument on a college campus, you know. <laughs> but it was in his time. And so he says, no, they're not drunk. Or they are. But they're in the Spirit. They're drunk in the Spirit. This is the sober intoxication of the Spirit. And that is what the Gospel, the parable that we read today, speaks about. What was the problem with this servant? The problem with the servant is that instead of rejoicing in the Master's house and being the administrator of all those things in the household, all the benefits of the Master, instead of making the most of having so many things, at his disposal. He decided to start getting drunk, spend time with drunkards, and beat down his fellow servants. So he chose another path. And that is the greatest sin of drunkness. The greatest sin of drunkness is trying to attain what the Lord offers in a stable and consistent way, but in a very cheap way and only for a few hours. The Lord offers that, you know, friendly, friendliness and excitement and passionate spirit and joyful spirit and, and, and friendliness with others in a stable and consistent way. But we try to go after that in a very cheap way and only for a few moments. So the, what we need to talk about today is sobriety. That's the beauty of the teaching today. We are not going to speak about drunkness. 
uh, that would be like judging something by the excess and that's not the point of, of tonight you know to to speak about drunkenness and how bad like alcohol could be if you use it in excess but we'll speak about sobriety and how beautiful it is to live a sober life so let me just share with you a few quotes uh, about alcohol in the bible mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for a former bartender, these are very important. Uh, the first one is from the book of Sirach, chapter 31. Uh, the writer of Sirach says, Wine from the beginning was created for joy. So wine has a place in, you know, from, from the moment of creation in, in terms of bringing joy in the life of, of people and reunions. And of course, from Isaiah 25, 6, On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast, a feast of rich food, choice wines. A feast of rich food and choice wines. A foreshadowing of heaven and that banquet that one day we'll get to in heaven. And St. Paul, he also spoke, but he spoke more about the excess. He spoke about drunkenness as a work of the flesh in Galatians 5.21. Of course, as opposed to the, the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit uh, that come only a verse after that, uh, you know, all the, all the things that the Lord has to offer. And Jesus himself, we can point to John chapter 2, where he transformed water into wine. So what God does usually in creation, he is changing water into wine all the time, uh, in, in creation and so what he does all the time he did it once particularly by a special miracle before the eyes of everyone and he didn't change only like a couple bottles of wine he did change 180 gallons according to the to the math which is a lot a lot of wine for that uh, wedding feast and we know that he drank himself he drank himself in some instances. We know from the Last Supper, and you know, in the Last Supper there were always four cups of wine, and, and we know because he was called a drunkard, uh, and, and they were opposing him to John the Baptist, who didn't drink, and they say, and, and now that he drinks, uh, they call him a drunkard. And so we know that he that he also drank, of course, in moderation and you know, with a sober spirit, showing us how how to live that uh, out in our own lives. So evidently, alcohol, alcohol is not the problem, but the wrong use of it. When we use it wrongly, that's what, what brings the problem into the picture. So we can also include here in this respect any um, other lack of temperance. You know, not only alcohol, but also lack of temperance with food or with video games or anything else that you could think in, in your life. And I, I told you sometimes, you know, those stories as a, when I worked as a barman for uh, a little over a year. And I have so, so many stories from those years. Uh, some of them that I can tell you and some of them that I cannot tell you. Uh, from the ones that I can tell you, I, I tell you that uh, I have seen the funniest things and the saddest things, you know, as a barman. Because you... You get to see like some people who can turn like really funny with, with alcohol and, and you see situations that are really, really sad. Like we were doing weddings and, 
and just like at the end of the night and, and the, you know, the groom just destroyed on the ground and saying like, what's, what's going on? This is their first night, look at how they're ending. And so, um, you know, really very, very funny things and very sad things that we saw. But in sobriety, you see what, what it is, real fun. And you see what is real sadness. Living soberly means to be real. To enjoy real fun and also real sadness because there's moments of sadness in our lives. You get to experience fun without dehumanization but also sadness without depression. You know, with use of any substance and especially alcohol, you experience funny moments but then they bring you down and you also experience sadness with great depression coming afterwards. So how can we grow in a sober spirit, you know, in these years of, of studies here on campus? And of course, everything that I'm going to say right now, it's very counter-cultural, counter just so you know that. And, uh, and I, I'm proud of teaching this. Um, <laughs> so the Lord wants you to be sober. And that takes uh, three steps. The first one is learning how to say no. That is the first step, learning how to say no. And this seems like so countercultural today, like oh, you're teaching people to say no, no, we need to liberate ourselves, we need to be free, we need to, yeah. So if you want to truly be free, if you want to be truly liberated in your life, learn how to say no. Because you will hold yourself on, on the palm of your hand. You will have control over the things that you say yes, but even more important, the things that you say no to. So we need to learn how to say no. And of course, here at this Newman Center, we promote uh, the importance of following the law of not drinking underage, of course. And this is also very countercultural because you will find you know, many people who, who, who drink uh, even being underage. And so we want to foster that, no underage drinking. But also those who are of age are responsible drinking. And that takes knowing how to say no to things. Some of you are going to be going to the pilgrimage to Rome and the drinking age over there is 18. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't allow any drinking during the pilgrimage, so don't worry about it. So the first step is learning how to say no, learning how to say no to any excess in your life. And this is very, very hard. But it's only so that you can take the second step, learning how to say yes to a sober spirit, learning how to say yes to a sober spirit. And I think it means yes to two main things. In the first place, to investing more on people, investing more on people. Those who are sober are those who really get to know others. Because you can have real conversations. You can get to know people as they are and not under any substance. You get to know people in a more real way. And I want to invite you to be able to go deeper with people, especially with the friends that you have. That is the real fun. Go deeper with others. How are you doing? But, but really, how are you doing deep in your heart? 
Let's go and share. Let's go and do something fun and share how we do it. Go deeper with your friends. Take a deeper step. We both want to be holy. We all want to be holy. Let's be holy together. What's the next step that we can take? So we may grow in depth in our relationship. And the second one is learn how to truly rejoice, especially in small things. People who know how to have fun, they rejoice in small things. They don't need to go to Disneyland or like any huge entertainment. You're able to have fun with very little things, very small things. You know, just getting together with your friends and chatting. That for a little kid is the most boring thing that you can do, you know. They look at that and like, these people are talking all the time, but it's so much fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or just doing anything, you know, doing sports. The other day, we, once a month with Formatias, we, we, we go out, we go away, um, just get away from here. And uh, <laughs> so we go somewhere else, and we went to Central Oregon, uh, Black Butte, beautiful place. And, it was the day of the, the snowstorm, and so we, we were driving there after the, the night mass, and so we got, uh, we got into the middle of the snowstorm, and all of a sudden it was impossible to drive, and Father Matthias says, are we going back? It's like, no, we're going forward. <laughs> kept going and started piling up more and more, and uh, it was pretty tough. It took us like four hours to get there, but it was worth it. We got there like close to midnight and went to sleep, and next day woke up to a beautiful landscape and everything white, and we went for a walk, and we prayed the rosary and celebrated the Mass, and I went for a run on the snow, and it was so much fun, you know, and, and so beautiful. And we didn't need anything. Uh, we didn't need any alcohol, of course, and we didn't need uh, huge things, huge entertainments, you know. Just being able to rejoice in small things, like the weather, like friendship, like fun, like laughter, like good stories. So many good things that we can rejoice in. So learn how to say no so that you can say yes to these things, to going deeper with your, with your friends and to rejoicing in small things. And then the last step is to be filled with the Spirit. We said that this is the sober intoxication of the Spirit. So don't wait for a Sunday Mass. Don't wait for a retreat. Don't wait for a special prayer. Don't wait, don't wait for go fish celebration. Don't wait for like any big event to, to fill you up. You can be refilled with the Spirit every time you invoke Him. You come to Christ and, and you come here in the chapel and ask to be filled with the Spirit. And you will start seeing how your face changes and how you go out smiling and how all of a sudden things are brighter outside and you want to live differently. And that's because you are filled with the Spirit. Some people might think that you're drunk, but you're not, because <laughs> it's only nine in the morning. Mm -hmm. So let us be intoxicated with the Spirit, sober in the flesh, but intoxicated in the Spirit.